Welcome to Minding Health, a podcast project by the Mental Health Advocates. We are a medical student initiative at the University of Alberta. Hey everyone, welcome back to Minding Health. I'm your co-host Lucy. I'm Paul. Uh, so for every first-time listeners out there, we are a student-led podcast project created by the Mental Health Advocates at the University of Alberta Medical School. We are a student initiative that provides a variety of seminars, workshops, and wellness nights for students here. We created this podcast to establish a story-sharing platform. So this way, students and faculties can have a way to share their stories on medical school, wellness, and mental health. Uh, so today, Paul is providing us with an awesome opportunity to listen to some of our classmates' stories. Do you want to tell us more about that, Paul? Yeah, so the context behind this is we wanted to film a video for the incoming first years talking about imposter syndrome and just letting them know how their upper years have experienced it and some of the ways they've gone through it. However, the people's replies were just so well put together and had so much thought in them that we wanted to provide an opportunity to really show the full answers um, to the questions and have a little more detail behind them. So this podcast might be a bit different where it might appear a little more fragmented as we're kind of jumping between these interviews because they were meant for video, um, but we wanted a chance to really show them. So some of the questions that we did cover when we were asking them is just asking them what imposter syndrome looks like for them, if they can think of a specific example, what helps them feel less like an imposter, and something that they wish they were told or would want to tell someone starting med. And yeah, we just want to kind of go through some of them, hear out their stories, and give a chance for people to really feel the experience of what they went through for imposter syndrome. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear the stories. Let's get started. I'm Julia. I'm a first year med student at the U of A, and um, I did my undergrad at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland um, in kind of medical sciences, so have yep. a life science background, and then I took one year off before medical school, and now I'm here. Amazing. Alrighty, so we're just going to go right into it. So how did, in general, imposter syndrome look like for you? Um, so it kind of crept up on me, I think, like, because I, I came to med school and it was one of the most like involved and belonging feelings I've ever felt because you're addressed from the get-go as like the class of 2021 and so no one doubts or questions that you're part of this thing and so you're overwhelmed by like the sense of community and in the first week in the first month you meet so many people and you decide on day one we're gonna be friends forever and you feel really included and but then you kind of keep going in med school and you just start to get to know people better and what starts to come to light is that while you've been told that you're this one big clump of students who are lifelong friends and in this together and you have all of those wonderful feelings you become reminded of the things about you that are different and unique and the things about your peers that are also that they have different backgrounds they have different skills different talents and I think because that initial feeling of like belonging and like collectiveness is so positive, for some reason for me that understanding why I was different and why I wasn't like everybody else, because it was in contrast, it started to feel negative and I started to feel like, oh I don't actually belong with these people like I thought I did, like we're not the same, just because we're part of the same thing, I have a lot of different experiences and the things about yourself that you were secure, insecure about before you came, then jump out at you. Like, so the, the first time you feel like doubt about your schoolwork 
or you feel a bit lonely or homesick or you miss what you were doing before, then all of a sudden that feels like extremely isolating and lonely. The whole thing about imposter syndrome is feeling like you're fake and some, like your genuine self doesn't fit with what people are expecting you to be. Like you're not supposed to be here and you're, you have something to hide. And so you kind of assume, and like I had these initial conversations with people where I was saying, like I wanted to say my sense of self-worth is really low right now because I don't feel like I'm measuring up to what a med student's supposed to be. And you kind of think that when you reveal that truth about you being an imposter that they're gonna go like, wow, that's super weird. And of course, the like natural contrast to that is that actually everything that you're expecting them to say, they don't. They say, oh my god, me too. Like, I also feel that way. That's normal. That's the same as what I'm experiencing. Um, I get you. I hear you. And so <clears throat> definitely like a turning point for me dealing with it was just like opening up about it. And then you get this like, yeah, the, the feeling of belonging that I started to feel like I was missing when I was experiencing imposter syndrome came back in realizing that other people were experiencing imposter syndrome and it wasn't actually as weird or as like isolating as I had made it out to be. I've tried now to like frame my, my self-talk and my um, like understanding of an experience of like I can feel unique and different and belonging at the same time. And I can feel like I have a lot of room to progress and grow, and also like where I am is also okay. And the whole idea of like when people, are, like we're so into self-improvement as yeah. just like the type of people we are, but knowing that like we can recognize the areas that we want to improve but still be okay with who we are as people, like I think is a huge growth area. Because it's, it's, people often see it as like black or white, it's like you either have a lot of room for improvement or you're good, like it's, yeah. so that's a good way of putting it, it's like both. Yeah, that's been huge, like, because I think you, you get into med school and it's like the biggest achievement of your life, and so you feel like you finally like reached this thing, but then you realize that this thing that you've actually achieved is like a springboard for all these new things that you want to achieve and all these new ways that you want to get better, and so all of a sudden you feel like your achievement that you thought was whole has been like hollowed out and made room for more stuff, and you're like, what, what happened to the thing that I had achieved, and it's just like, you've reached and then the bar got raised. And it doesn't mean that you haven't still achieved something, that you're not still so worthy of what you've earned. It's just, you've earned all this new potential. Finally, what is something that you would like to tell someone who's feeling like an imposter? It shouldn't be something that makes them feel alone because everyone is going through some, some sort of identity crisis when they come here. Everyone is going through a huge transition that's gonna impact them in all sorts of different ways. So. I hope that they feel like this is a place where they can open up about it because as soon as you do, the sense of connection and understanding that you're supposed to be here and that you did deserve this is gonna, it's gonna come. That was Julia from the class of 2021. She shares some great points about how we should learn to understand our emotions in medical school. I can definitely relate to her after going through both year one and year two. Uh, next up, we have David. I'm David. I did a Bachelor of Science in Immunology here at U of A, uh, and I started in Grand Prairie at the PRC before that. In a very general way, you can answer this however you like, um, but how did imposter syndrome look for you? Um, it was, it still is real. It's definitely, oh damn, I looked at the camera. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it still is real. It's definitely still something that I 
feel and experience and struggle with a little bit. For me in particular, it was just extra stress on everything I did because I always wanted to be um, up to par with what my perception of the rest of my classmates was. Um, so be it studying for exams or um, just like day-to-day, -day, like trying to keep my day-to-day -day life in order, I would find it just so much more stressful because I was always comparing myself to all of my new friends who, in my view, were so much better than I was and so much worthy of being here. It's just a lot of different things like you were saying, uh, the lectures, being in lectures and people asking these super intelligent questions and I'm still like five slides behind trying to figure out like, you know, like what flexion means or something. Yeah. And then also having a couple one-on-one -on -one sessions with my friends and then they were telling me about all the cool things they did before med school, like building schools in uh, African countries and being like top 30 under 30 for different things. And, uh, and then you just kind of like self-reflect and realize that I've never done anything of that caliber in my life. Um, some of the things that have helped me kind of like cognitively realize that I am supposed to be here even though I might not totally believe it yet. Um, just staying in touch with all of my friends pre-med and all of my family and um, just staying grounded that way because uh, it really helps me realize that you know like I did come from somewhere important um, and I am important to a lot of people um, and just being able to take that step away from the great group of people that are in medicine and grounding myself with my friends and my family from before medicine. Uh, that really helps me quite a bit. And then also changing the self-talk in my head of like, you don't belong here, you're not worthy of being here. Every time I catch myself thinking that, I just stop myself and and like, I, I do belong here. Somebody thought I belonged here. Yeah, like if I, <laughs> if I had to tell people one thing um, it would be that it's okay to not be totally okay when you're starting medicine. One of the things that I have decided to do is to kind of use that feeling of imposter syndrome um, and use it for good and try to make myself a better person as a result of it. So I feel like I don't belong in medicine because I'm surrounded by all of these great people. So I'm like consciously trying now to make myself uh, become one of those people that I look up to so highly. Um, and I think I'm taking a lot of steps towards that. And it makes me like very proud of myself to look back on the last year and see how much growth I've had um, just because I felt like I didn't belong and I decided to take action on it. And that was David's clip. We really liked what he had to say about learning to use his imposter syndrome to help improve himself. And next we want to go to exploring Scott's experience with his first year of medical school. Hey, my name is Scott Mormon. Um, and before med, I did my undergraduate degree here at the U of A uh, in biological sciences. And then I went back to Calgary and did a master's degree uh, in biomedical engineering. And then I got a job at a small management consulting company in Kensington and worked there for about a year and a half and then got into medical school. Alrighty, so um, in general, how did imposter syndrome look like for you? That wasn't grammatical at all. <laughs> I said it would be grammatical. What did imposter syndrome look like for you? There we go. Uh, I think imposter syndrome for me, uh, again, with the background, my background in trying to, uh, I applied multiple times and was unsuccessful. And I think for me, it was just like from day one, like walking in and seeing all these highly qualified people and like very successful students and young people. I was just like, I'm not you know, deserving to be here. So I was feeling as if, you know, somehow I'd like 
weaseled my way through the cracks of <laughs> of uh, getting through medical school and then you know being so unsuccessful and finally it's like no you can finally you deserve to be here it was very strange to me and then so I just I think a lot of it ended up being like self-doubt you know learning the material and then anxiety with the tests and making sure that like I had to prove to myself that like I could attain the grades necessary and like keep up with the students around me like everyone ends up being like experts more or less in their field and they're like oh yeah I don't need to like I know this and they contribute all these points to DL and I'm sitting there I haven't been in a lecture hall or like a classroom in four years and I'm like no this I can't keep up or like understand how to do this type of thing and they're running review classes and things and I'm yeah. like <laughs> holy cow like I can barely keep up with knowing what a t-cell is or like what it does so that was another one where again it's like people stepping up and like showcasing their skills and you kind of you're always questioning you're like okay well like what can I contribute to the class that's the feeling starts breaking down when you get to know your classmates and they're just just like you and they you know your level of success is is the same and it's not you know graded as it is in the application aspect that was one aspect is just again like being comfortable with your classmates and like understanding the feeling of you can fail and still be you know highly qualified and deserving to be in, in the class if you fail something or you are not successful in some evaluation like that's not the end of the school and it took me basically half the year to figure that out and it's like sure they're going to test me on like a weekly quiz and if I don't if I don't get all the right answers like that's not the end of the world like there are other times to learn the material or like to come back to it and be able to showcase that I understand the material and I, knowing that if you do make the wrong choice or decision or whatever like there are people there that will support you and you know catch you when you fail. Yeah, yeah, it's like exactly what you said where it's like once you're in it's very much one of those things where everyone like you don't like slip through the cracks like you deserve to be there but it's just like it's hard to see that like we're our own worst critics oh totally. so it's one of those things are just like seeing other people and like hearing like how they feel about it yeah. and like you know they're also struggling even though like to to us like they seem like they know everything about that subject like yeah. they're still studying a lot for that exam it's like right okay this is normal this is yeah. like what happens in med school it's okay yeah and I think it, it gets for me it got amplified even more because of the number of times I applied and like got rejected and all mm -hmm. that stuff and so you always if you're continuing to apply and really want to pursue it, you just become so critical of absolutely everything. It took me a while to learn how to properly make mistakes and like be able to self-reflect and you know pull positive vibes out of each mistake or learning experience. And I think that came with failing a lot trying to get in. Um, but again, to tie that back to the syndrome, it's like recognizing that you know in in medical school you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make tons of mistakes, and it's just putting a positive spin on it. I think again can really help with the imposter syndrome and like proving yourself that you can be here. So that was Scott. I really like his message on how one can still fail and still be absolutely deserving to be in medical school. Next up we have Megan. My name is Megan Webb and before med um, I went to McGill initially and took an arts degree and then I worked in a social work kind of job for a year and then I moved to Victoria and took the prereqs for med. And then I was a ski patroller. <laughs> and then I was a research assistant. And then I went to med. <laughs> so it was a lot. <laughs> I love how multifaceted that is. I felt it probably most at the beginning of the year. Like 
in foundations when everything was really science heavy and I was like what is this science thing? <laughs> it was that feeling of just being like I don't think I'm good enough to be here. Are there any specific examples for you that you can think of where you felt like an imposter? Yeah, I can think of two. <laughs> the first one was like the very first day when um, I was standing in line like waiting to get my backpack and like I just remember thinking like oh I really hope my name is on this list <laughs> like it's funny because I think they like joked about that too but like I was definitely worried about it at the time because I was like what if it's just a mistake and I'm not supposed to be here and like so that that feeling um and then the second time was like after the foundation's first midterm like I've been trying so hard to balance like school and relationships and like meeting new people and you know keeping like my like outdoors life and like the things that I like to do. What are some things in terms of this imposter syndrome that have helped you feel better with it or manage it better? Um, for me I think it was just time like you know you you study harder and then you do like way better on the next one and like you get through the next thing and then like eventually like it just all kind of feels like doing med school and like <laughs> you're here and so I don't know I think it just went away like over times I think I just was like just take it day by day like you can't you know you can't do anything without doing the little things to get there so just like focusing on the task at hand and being like okay like if I have this I just need to get this done tonight like I just need to get through these lectures and like get a concept or get a hold on like these concepts and so I think that that really helped like just breaking it down into like little manageable pieces and not worrying just reminding yourself it's like not necessarily about the outcome it's about the process but like it's okay to just focus on what you need to get done in med and like just take the time to do the other things when you can but you don't have to keep everything all the balls in the air at once <laughs> so yeah because I felt like pretty guilty about that in, in the beginning yeah and then the other thing that I would say would be that you're just not going to get kicked out. <laughs> I don't know. That was such a big worry for me in the beginning. Like, I was like, they can kick me out of med school. But they're not going to kick you out. They're just going to help you. So kind of the flip side of that question is what is something that you would like to tell someone who is struggling with imposter syndrome? Um, just don't worry because everybody's feeling it. And I think... Maybe in the beginning not everybody talks about it, but like give it two months and everybody will start talking about it, or even three. Like I remember sitting down in the atrium with some people one day and like we were all talking about how like in the first couple weeks of med we were really questioning whether we actually wanted to be med students and like we're contemplating all that we had given up. And they were older students too and like all that we had given up to be here and like whether it was worth it, but eventually it becomes very very worth it and it just feels like really great that you get to do it even if it doesn't feel that way all the time and that was Megan finishing up just with some really good points on knowing how to take things day by day and working on it a little bit at a time. Imposter syndrome really doesn't go away immediately and it's really refreshing to hear that sometimes it just does take that time and that little effort and that is okay. And with that, that does include all four of the interviews that we do have. Huge thanks to Megan, Scott, David, and Julia for appearing on our podcast and being willing to be filmed for the Imposter Syndrome video. And we loved hearing what you guys had to say. So thank you guys. 
And thanks to our audience for staying with us throughout this podcast. So that was Monday Health Podcast. Signing out.